just been watching John Monk Steele presenting at the um, International Hypnopsychotherapy Conference for 2010 on basic transactional analysis. Thank you, John. Very, very nice. You've got um, a background in mental health, uh, working within the NHS in psychiatric nursing. Um, you're a UKCP psychotherapist but with a great passion for TA. With a background in mental health nursing, psychotherapy is certainly the perfect next step for you. But what made you decide on TA rather than anything else? Uh, TA because it, take, it was humanistic, it was a social psychiatry and psychotherapy to begin with, which saw people as people, was easily accessible to the people, although the theory and structure is actually quite complex in of itself. But it takes account of intrapsychic as well as interpersonal dynamics and really focuses a lot on the interpersonal dynamics and how the intrapsychic um, is involved in the interpersonal and how to deal with both. If you had to sort TA to a client who didn't know what it was, how would you describe it? I'd describe it as how we are with each other. As simple as that? As simple as that. Now, TA's been around for quite a long time. Well, in the big scheme of, of psychotherapy, probably not, but it's, as time goes on, Eric Byrne is mm. starting to be almost forgotten about him. It's nice to, to get him back in and say, look, this is the man who started it all. He came up with the, those theories behind, I'm okay, you're okay. And ego state model about the unconscious processes, the transference processes, the counter-transference processes in our relationships. And looking at the early work of Byrne, especially his first book in 1960, Transactional Analysis and Psychotherapy, although it's quite dense and he's not a very easy writer to read because he's so dense, it's full of such good um, concepts and ways of working now that really relate still today. Um, and we need to get back to that because he was very relational in his theory and how we relate to each other. Because TA really started as a group psychotherapy method. And that's where it's based. And as a social psychiatry. And Byrne developed it for working with people with psychiatric diagnoses in psychiatric hospitals, in psychiatric clinics. And so we've got a lot to thank him for. We have. He was the one who developed the fishbowl approach, where in Cartmel, the hospital he worked at in California, he would have patients and staff in the fishbowl talking and working together with patients and staff on the outside, with the patients and staff and the patients being able to reflect on, in the outer group on what was going on in the inner group, including what was going on and what the staff members were doing. And, and then they would swap over, which for 1960, 1950s, 1960s was phenomenal. It's always been a radical psychiatry, and I think we need to get back to that. Mm. There's a very interesting sentence in Nick Totten's book, Psychotherapy and Politics, where he says that the humanistic models were radical, and then in the late 80s, they took off the radicalism and put the suits on. Now it's time to take the suits off. Perfect. My next question was going to be about its philosophical base, because it's such a juxtaposition from psychodynamic therapy. Clearly, its philosophical base would be... Interestingly enough, it's not in a juxtaposition to psychodynamic therapy. It is actually a psychodynamic therapy in its, of itself, but its philosophical base is humanistic. So it's a humanistic psychodynamic model. Wow. Are there any pitfalls to using TA? Is yes. there a, are there situations you wouldn't use it? There's not any situations I wouldn't use it. 
it will it's one of those that's very intricative. So you can use it as a humanist purely humanistic client-centered approach, a cognitive behavioral approach, a psychodynamic approach, psychoanalytic approach, existential or even constructive or narrative approach. It's very flexible in how it's used. The core of TA is always the ego state model, but the core of ego state model is also its weakness in the fact that you, it's possible for a practitioner or somebody on the receiving end to lose sight of the whole person. We are not part objects. So nobody is parent, nobody is adult, nobody is child. They're a whole person. And that the parent-adult-child concept is just a way to bring order to the internal chaos and the chaos that goes on between people. What needs to be kept in mind is that it's the whole person, always. And one of the... One of the parts that really I get very disturbed and upset and angry about is hearing people talk about I'm in child or I'm in adult or I'm in parent because that is objectifying. And I think of Buber's um, writings from the 20s, which really underpins a lot of TA too, which is the I-thou relationship or the I-it, I -it, which is I-thou is the subject-subject and I-it is subject-object. And when we talk about part objects, i.e. parent, adult, child, and define ourselves as that, then we're doing I, it, not I, thou. Excellent. What's next for TA in, in psychotherapy? I think what TA needs to do and has failed to do over the decades and where it's fallen down is make itself known for its effectiveness and strength in the outer world. It's become far too insular and far too inward-looking rather than moving outwards. So, a bit of publicity then? It needs the publicity. Not just it's great because everybody can do that. It's not about great, it's about, in practical terms, why does this benefit the public? Because one of the questions I put to um, the ITAA in a letter to the script was, what benefit are we to the wider society? That's the question TA has to answer. Well, it seems that you've, you've, you've got all the answers there. It's just... Um, no, I've got the questions. Right. Well, let's find the answers, then. I think we've got to find the answers. Lovely speaking to you, John. Yeah, Thanks well, very good. much. Take care. Okay.